the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Good afternoon and welcome to this edition, this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I am your host, John Anthony. I'm really, really excited about my guest co-host I got live in studio. I think we're going to talk a lot about what's Wrong than Illinois, but we're also going to talk about how do we fix the wrongs that are that have just plagued this state for so many decades. I mean, decades and decades and decades. We're going to be talking with State Senator Paul Schimpf. He's live here in studio with us. Welcome. I am glad to be back here. Yeah, glad to have you. And guys, if you if you've been following Black and Right um, Facebook, um, you you know that I talk about this. This assassin, right? This guy, he 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 beats me up. Like I mean, like really, really beats me up. Um, I've lost seventeen pounds since I've been with him. Yay! No, 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 yay! Um, <laughs> Daddy's already yeah, started on. That's a big negative. Okay, big negative. All right, I've lost seventeen pounds since I've been going to his gym, and that gym is called KFit in Manuka. Kenny, Kenji Gallo, welcome to Black and Right, brother. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Now, you've, you've actually called into the show, but this is your first time actually coming in as a guest co-host yes. of the show. Yes, I've called in, but this is my first time in the building. Uh, you you ready to push back against the manipulation of the left and how we should think and feel about politics? I am ready. Yeah. What about you, Senator? I know the Senator is. Senator, you've, you've, you've been in this fight. So many people just don't realize how, how, how long you've been in the fight, not just for Illinois, but for this country, why don't you talk, take, take a few minutes and tell the people who, who is State Senator Paul Shemp? Well, sure. And some of your listeners have probably, uh, probably heard of me or remember me from back in 2013, 2014. I ran for Illinois Attorney General. And prior to getting into politics, my, uh, my adult life was spent in the United States Marine Corps. I had gone to the U.S. Naval Academy got commissioned as an infantry officer out of there, uh, was four years as an infantry officer, and then switched over to become an attorney or a judge advocate in the Marine Corps. Did that uh, until I hit my 20-year mark, got out, and I came back. Uh, I, was, I grew up in Illinois, so came back, and I thought, you know what? One of the things, probably the biggest thing that was killing Illinois is that we have uh, public corruption. And I felt like back in 2013, one of the things that would, that would solve that problem is if we had an Illinois attorney general who was not an insider in either political party. So I got out of the Marine Corps, moved my family back to southern Illinois, where I'm from, and just started showing up at political events saying, hey, I'm a Marine Corps prosecutor. Yes. 
actually work the Saddam Hussein. I was going to say, I mean, you, I mean, you buried the lead there. I mean, the, 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 I mean, come on, man. I mean, you were a part of the Saddam Hussein I was trial. The, I was the lead American attorney advisor in the trial of Saddam Hussein. Now, how, uh, how did you, you leave know, that so, out, though? <laughs> well, you know, it would have come out eventually. But the point is, you know, if uh, you know, once you've dealt, you know, with the Ace of Spades yeah. in Baghdad, yeah. you know, you're not intimidated by much. Yeah. Uh. So I came. I came back. You know, I wasn't recruited by the uh, Republican Party. I just, you know, started showing up at events. That's said, how we met. Yeah. You know, and met you, uh, County, you know, Kendall County. Yeah. So met at political events. And then I, I wound up running for Illinois Attorney General against Lisa Madigan in 2014. And that was really, that was, you know, I took on the most probably popular politician in the state at the yeah, time. You did. You know, the, Mike Madigan's daughter. Mm-hmm. So all, all kinds of power. Mm-hmm. And we started that fight. With nothing, yeah. you know, I had, I had zero donors. You know, just one campaign website, and I had two volunteers. Wow. You know, my two volunteers were my wife and my mother-in-law, wow. and we wound up building up a political organization good enough that we we won sixty-eight out of one hundred and two counties in Illinois that year. Held Lisa Madigan under under sixty percent of the vote, which the prior election she'd gotten like seventy-two, yeah. something like yeah. that. So you know, we took her numbers way down. I'm going to tell you that that at that time, Bat Bat Holder and Raquel Mitchell were some of your biggest cheerleaders. I remember this like it was yesterday. Bat Bat was saying, "You got to get behind this guy, Paul Shemp." Yeah, they, they love you. You know, I had just uh, the reason we did so much was just because we had so many just great grassroots activists working on working on that campaign. You know, and I think. You know, that kind of, I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit later, but, you know, that kind of, you know, you look and think back on that, you know, that is kind of, I think, one of the, one of the keys to Illinois Mm -hmm. coming back. Yeah. You know, I think at this point, you know, we've all realized that, you know what, our, our political class, you know, can't get it done. That's true. You know, we are going to need the, uh, we're just going to need average people who say, you know what? I've had enough of this. Yeah, <laughs> I have had I have had enough. You know, and I'm going to do what it takes to get get my state back. And, and then that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring Kenji in to the studio today because Kenji's a business owner. Uh, Ken, 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 Kenji, whenever we're sparring, well, we can't call that sparring, right? Pad. We just we're pad work. Yeah, pad work. <laughs> pad work. When, whenever we're doing pad work, Kenji and I, we're, we're always. I'm out of breath, and he's he's going at it. But that's one of the reasons why I brought him in because he's he's one of those people. He's one of those people who's who's just flustered and, and, and just 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 flustered with the way Illinois has done politics. Kenji, why don't you talk talk? Give if you got three three and a half minutes to tell the people who is Kenji. Well, I was born in Los Angeles, California. I uh, moved to Illinois five years ago. He's got an amazing story too. But but I turned my whole life around. I spent fifteen of my years. As an organized criminal, uh-huh. I flipped and I went with Team USA. Uh-huh. I worked for the FBI for eight years. I wore a wire. Um, after that, never did anything. Ever have never done anything wrong again. I wrote a book. Yes. What's the name I, of the book? My book's name is Breakshot: a, a Life in the Twenty First Century American Mafia. I uh, have done umpteen documentaries. I just finished another one mm-hmm. for another channel yesterday. And uh, I completely changed my life. And I'm actually the 
it's hard to believe when people talk to me. Now, I'm a conservative, mm-hmm. and I'm a huge supporter of law enforcement. Yes, you are. Okay. FB, the FBI and everyone has done more for me. They changed my life, and I've, I've said it over and over again, and I can't tell you how hard those people work, and I feel so bad for the rest of the law enforcement and the police because they get a bad rap. Yeah, there's bad eggs everywhere, but for the most part, all of them yeah. work hard. They're heroes, yeah. and we just, we're not giving them support. I feel so bad for them. So I always talk to you about it. Yeah. I listen to it. I read constantly. I read three to five books a week. I take the courses from Hillsdale College, and I just constantly read about the Constitution, and I'm amazed that people just can't open their eyes. And mm-hmm. I'm a minority. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ja- half Japanese. My, my father and my aunt. And, and half Italian, right? Yeah. Half, yeah. And all, all my uh, relatives were in an internment camp in 1941. They, they didn't take it bitterly. They came. My dad was, came to Chicago after the war. He you know, enlisted in the Army. And my uncle, and they went to college. They got degrees. They worked. They never had anything wrong. They did everything right. Wow. My grandmother died in an internment camp. When they left their house, they lost everything. They got to carry two suitcases for the entire family. But I'm an American. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not Japanese. I'm an American. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. See that? <laughs> but, but isn't that what make this that, country that, the greatest? That, that is. That is. I mean, the thing that, that I have always believed, what was taught to me by my dad, it was that this country doesn't owe you anything except for an opportunity. That's it. And, you know, and, and it, it still is the greatest country because it gives you an opportunity. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I, you know, my life experience has been if you work hard, you will be successful. Yeah. You know, I, my parents were both school teachers, you know, school teachers, union members lived in a small town, you know, middle class. You know, I got into the U.S. Naval Academy based on merit had a very successful career in the Marine Corps because, you know, the military, you know, the military is a meritocracy. Yes. You know, they have an up or out policy. Yep. You're either getting promoted or you or you get out. That's true. You know, but if you can uh, if you can work as a team with others and you can do your job, you will succeed in the military. Wow. I feel I feel George, I feel surrounded by greatness in this room right now. <laughs> what do you think? Man? I, I, I don't know. I feel so surrounded by greatness. So I don't give you that feeling. Okay, no, you don't. <laughs> hey, you didn't. You didn't have anything to do with the, um, with, with Saddam Hussein uh, and with that trial, and you know, parents weren't in internment camps. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you, now you understand why I brought these two into the studio today, because I think sometimes we have to be reminded of why America is great and why even our our, our own cities and states. No, you know, we're going through a lot of things right now, as a state and as a country. But here are two examples. Of why America continues to be the greatest country ever. We'll be more. We'll be right back with more talk with Senator Paul Shemp and my good buddy who beats me up, the assassin, Kenny Kenji Gallo. You're listening to Black and Right on AM Five Six The Answer. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM Five Sixty The Answer. Get up, get on up. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with two men that are just full of greatness. I'm just, I, I, I feel so small in the room with these two guys. These, these, are, these guys are giants here in the state of Illinois. State Senator Paul Schimpf. Welcome back to Black and Right. 
I'm happy to be here. My only quibble is, you know, when you're talking about a politician and saying an Illinois politician and saying giants and greatness, you know, I think you're losing your mind, my friend. But uh, <laughs> there are some. There are some. There are some. Not all of them are, 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 you know, what you think of when you think of an Illinois politician. And I consider you among one of those. Well, thank you for the kind words. And my good friend, the assassin who beat, who destroys the fat off my body, Kenji. What's up, buddy? Not much. K-Fit, I'm, baby. I'm here. Ah. I'm here. Hey, am I taking you away from K-Fit today? No. I'm, oh. We're, we're, we're done at noon. Okay. Okay. I'm, I just want to make sure I wasn't, you know, taking you away from K-Fit. No. I love that place. You know that, right? Yeah. That's why I go there every Wednesday and Thursday. That's right. I wish I can do more like my wife does, but I, I just simply can't. She gets it. So so this past, a couple two days ago, I was at an event, um, Gary Ray Bime. He put on an event, um, his group called The Middle Resolution. Um, this hat I have on my head, um, what does it say? I forgot that quick. Make Them Cry Again 2020. I got this hat from that event. I'm going to tell you, the speakers, John Voigt, you know, the, the famous actor. Yeah. And you've worked with John Voigt, right? Have you ever worked with him? No, okay. but I, my poster is in his room in Ray Donovan. Oh, that's your poster? <laughs> yeah, the boxing poster. I'm, every time that they show up, I'm in there. Oh, we, we, we're going to delve more into it. Oh, <laughs> Kenji's a very deep person. He's... he's Worked with a lot of people in Hollywood, as far as, but we—I mean, I'll let you you tell who you can and can't talk about. Right. But I, I won't—I won't, you know, out them. <laughs> but I was at this event, and for the first time in, in in three years, I felt a spark when it came to Illinois returning to prominence. Uh, John Voigt gave one of the best speeches. I mean. <laughs> He talked about he, he just talked about Illinois greatness anytime. I mean, America greatness. Anytime I hear anybody who's willing to talk about just how great this country is, it does something. And you don't hear that a lot. Not even from Republicans, not even from Republicans about how great this country is. And when I heard that, I said, oh, and then he had this guy named Yako, Yako um, who was who was fighting uh, sex trafficking um, and then he had Jeannie Ives got up there and Esther Joy King got up there. Mark Kern got up there. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is what. But the media won't cover anything like that because it's too America centric. It's too. How do we fix Illinois? Nobody really wants to fix Illinois down in Springfield. You know that better than I now. Right. Senator? No, it's uh, I did a uh, I did a radio interview a couple days ago. Where I said, you know, look, I can't help myself. I'm having flashbacks to my Marine Corps prosecutor days. I wish I could charge the executive and the legislative branches of Illinois government with dereliction of duty. Yeah. Because, I mean, that is the best way to describe it. It, yeah. it truly is dereliction of duty. We are not getting the government that we deserve and we need yeah. right now in Illinois. And But why? What? What's... What's the gains? What's the losses? Why, why, why won't Madigan or, uh, I was going to say Cullison, but I forgot Cullison's not there. It's pre- President Harmon now. President, President Harmon. Why aren't they calling back the General Assembly to fix a lot of these things? And there won't be any, all of these lawsuits that uh, Tom DeVore and Darren Maley's um, filing against them, right? Well, I don't know what's inside people's hearts and minds. You know, none of us, none of us know that except, you know, God Almighty knows what's inside people's hearts and minds. But, you know, it really is... Uh, it is a failure to provide a responsible government. Uh, you mentioned, you know, the Bailey lawsuit. You know, that could have been cleared up in Springfield 
in May when we were when we were in for four days to to pass the budget and a few yeah. other bills. But that the governor's disaster authority that should have been cleared up. There was but you no, pass a face mask that you can't wear. <laughs> you can't you can't come into the the um, halls with with a face mask. You pass well, that though. Well, well, no, that's see the governor governor uh, issued that as an emergency rule. That's I'm talking a, about back in when, back in May was it May? Well, that, yeah, well that was, mask, that, yeah. that was the rules of the house. Yeah, yeah. then they decided. Yeah, the house rules decided to say that you had to have had to have a face mask. But the the point is, you know, it's just for whatever reason, you know, the uh, Speaker Madigan and President Harmon are content to let Governor Pritzker just run the state via executive order. And you know, just dictates coming out of Springfield. It's a lot of that because it, Madigan's, you know, preoccupied right now. Too. Well, I got. I would guess that Madigan has no desire to have the uh, the Illinois House come back. You know, because if people start talking, more people might decide. You know what he needs. He needs to go. But it's just if you look at if you look at the stuff that we urgently need action on. And it's it's not just to clear up the ambiguities with the disaster stuff. Right. We needed to be in Springfield giving our local school districts and superintendents yes. some type of uh, lawsuit protection, yes. some immunity, you know, make it easier for them to reopen and have in person education. That needed to happen. There needs to be there desperately needs to be oversight. Some people need someone you know, we need to ask the question, why is the Illinois Department of employment security, you know, the ones that are supposed to be handling the uh, the unemployment claims and there's all this fraud going on. Yeah. Why, in five months, have has the, the performance not improved? Why, Governor Pritzker, are you not holding anybody accountable? Yeah. You know, that's an urgent issue. Uh, there are just, there are so many things that, that we need to have the General Assembly making things easier for businesses, for the people that are trying to get through the pandemic, and we also need to be asking some some questions and trying to hold the Pritzker administration accountable. Yeah, and Kenji, as a business owner, I mean, you were discussing some frustrations during the break. Well, Chet, why don't you share those frustrations well, you were just sharing? My first frustration would be with the unemployment. I signed up, and the next day, they got my identity stolen. Then they sent me to, like, the credit place, and I can't get through. They send me a link, and they say, oh, you have free monitoring for a year. And we spent like three hours on the phone and we never could get to the bottom of it. And that's just so if they spent all this money working on this system. Yeah. Wh- what for? I mean, so well, who, who is who is your who is your state representative? Who are your elected officials? Um, I live in Newark. W- w- Walter, so, Walter and Resin. OK. Yeah, and Resin, Walter, and so I, the, I've written them. I used to be well, a state rep. So, you know, my, my point is. Yeah. You should be mad, not at your state representative and senator, but you should just be outraged that they haven't even had a chance to ask questions, to ask the question, you know, why are my constituents getting the runaround? Why are my constituents getting their identities stolen? You know, why are we not fixing this problem? And and so so when you don't let elected officials come in and ask those types of questions... You are disenfranchising. You are basically taking away the power, not of the elected official, but of the people of Illinois. That's right. Now, now, even with the, the unemployment, um, 
So now there's this thing where they, they've told people that they've sent them too much money and now they have to pay it back. Are you freaking kidding me? Can I say yeah. freaking on the radio? On the yeah. radio? They, uh, George, can I say that? Can I use that word? <laughs> yeah, they say they pay, overpaid everybody. Why are you like even bothering me with that question? <laughs> <laughs> but, but now they're saying that people now have to pay. They've, we've overcharged you by $5,000, $6,000, and you have to pay that back. And I have, I have yet to hear, t- not, not that many people, Silicon, I have heard, Skillicorn was going after him on this IDES issue. But people are they're, they're so confused as to what's going on. And the reason why is because one one part of the government is dictating everything. You as a senator, can't, to your point, can't get up on the House floor or the Senate floor and, and debate these issues and debate why there's no answers to them, right? And there's no... So uh, President Harmon and Speaker Madigan are really just enabling the Pritzker administration to do whatever they want without any legislative oversight. I mean you can put out you can put out press releases, but that's not gonna that's not gonna get answers. You know, we need to have bureaucrats that are making these decisions or not doing their job. They need to be, you know, in front of committee hearings and being asked the tough questions and held accountable. I I, I, I totally agree and I'm 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 just so flustered and frustrated because people like Kenji, he's, he's, he's just he's just the tip of the he's not even the tip of the iceberg of what's happening out there from just this gross government negligence. That's I, what's happening. I feel like Pritzker's just ruling by fiat. He's just like, OK, and he keeps putting back the goalposts and he changes everything. As soon as everything gets one way, then everything else changes. Yeah. More with, from the senator and Kenji when we come back. You listening? To Black and Right on AM560, The Answer, live with John Anthony. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the senator himself, Paul Shemp. You just keep you just keep saying that you know with so much enthusiasm. I do not think it means what you think it That's does. That's your nickname. That's, so you missed it. I just gave you a nickname, the senator. The senator. The senator himself. What you gonna do when I don't run for re-election, though, oh, my friend? Oh, we'll find something you're gonna run for. Oh, oh you got some news? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, and, and my my my, I'm telling you guys, this guy is becoming like a really good friend. Uh, we talk a lot about just politics, just life, Kenji. Welcome back. Welcome to Black and Right, man. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's really an honor that you would come here and, you know, and grace George and I with your presence, sir. Well, it's an honor for me to be here. It's an honor for me to be here and meet an Illinois Republican, yeah. which is my party, and I'm very happy for this. Yeah, because, we don't, you know, we don't have many of those in the Senate and in the House. Oh! <laughs> you lie! How, how, I mean, you guys are, how is it, I mean, you guys are in the super minority in both chambers now, right? In the Senate, we are... Uh, we are outnumbered forty to nineteen Shit. right now. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. We two thousand eighteen was not kind to Come us. On, we man. Lost, lost three seats. <laughs> Gosh, but it's uh, you know, it's something where you know you have to realize that your job you know is going to be to be up there and speak for your constituents and still be their voice. Yeah, you know, and sometimes people have said to me. You know, why do you even bother going up to Springfield? Yeah. You know, you're out, you're outvoted, you're outgunned. Why are you even bothering to go up? And I'm like, look, even if they're going to pass something over my no vote, 
you know, the case still needs to be laid out right. for why what they are doing is wrong. That's right. You, know, That's you right. have to you have to make the record. You have to speak the truth so that people you know so that the record is there why this was a bad idea. And and see, can you, how, how does that make you feel listening to a a sitting Illinois senator saying that about no matter what he's still going to go there to fight for people like you? This is the person I can get behind because this is important. I believe it's important to to put it on record and at least stand for something. Don't just blow with, go with the wind. Yeah. And when you, when you say stand for something, too, you know, you touch on an important point. It's, you know, there sometimes we have to say no. You know, we have to say no. But I think one of the reasons that we have not had as much success as we would like in the Illinois Republican Party is we really haven't told people what we stand for. Oh, this is we, have to, we have to stand for more than just saying no yes. or, you know, meet. You know me as well. What should that be? What 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 should be that? What should that too be? I believe that the Illinois Republican Party needs to stand for responsible government, safe families, and economic growth through capitalism. That's kind of my. If somebody t- asks me, "What do you stand for as a Republican?" That's what I tell them: yeah. responsible government, safe families. Economic growth through capitalism. And, and 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 hearing that, I hear so many of the issues encapsulated in just those three things. Because you don't get caught and lost in the weeds. You know, you know let's say like uh, abortion. The abortion issue comes up. Say families, right? right? Isn't that how you correlate the two? Talking about parental notification, I tell people we can talk about. You know, if if you have an issue that you're you know that you're personally passionate about, yes, we can still talk about it. But I think we need to put it into one of those one of those three categories you know so that we can we can all be on on the same message you know and what i mean by responsible government is government that's doing what it's supposed to be doing yeah you know government that is providing oversight that's not right. mia you yep. know while we have yes. you know while the state is is burning down yes responsible government is also you know not you know not passing a budget that is over six billion dollars yeah. in deficit yeah you know, and, and you know, you and I both know we haven't really passed a, a balanced budget in how many years? Um, almost close to twenty years now that we haven't really officially passed a balanced budget in this state. I, you know, the, two years ago, I voted for a uh, for a budget that I thought, or three years ago, I guess it was three years ago. Now, I voted for a budget that at the time I thought was going to be going to be balanced yeah. because they said we're going to balance this budget. By getting five hundred million for the sale of the Thompson Center. Uh oh, didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen. You know, and I, you know, people ask me, "Hey, if you knew then what you what you know now, would you have voted for that budget?" And yeah. I said, "No," because yeah. you know, at the time they told me that it, that it, that it was that it was going to be balanced, and then they never made any move to to sell the Thompson Center. Wow, but not 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 one. And that was that was on the the Ron administration. That right? was. Uh, that was the uh, yeah that was so that was the year after the uh, the impasse yeah okay. so uh, you had the, the the vote for the the, the tax hike yeah. in 2017 and then it was the spring of spring of uh, 18 so that would have been FY the FY 19 budget yeah but uh, but to me one of the biggest mistakes that we made as as Republicans was when almost all the Republicans in the General Assembly voted for the FY20 budget. Oh. 
almost all of them. I voted. I voted no. Uh-huh. Uh, Tim Bivens, you know, vote, there there are a few that voted no. That that vote that voted no. Uh, but it was well, only well, it's a only a few of you guys anyway. So well, <laughs> that that budget, you know, it was it was notionally balanced. Yeah. But the problem was we had record revenue coming into our state. Right. What did we do? We spent, we spent every of last course. dime instead of, of trying to like get our financial house in order. Of course, th- because you know why? This is Illinois. Hey, Don Wilson, hold the line. When we come back, we'll take your call. More with the senator and the assassin, Kenji. You listening to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the senator himself, Paul Shimp. <laughs> you're not. Uh, you're not. You're not sounding as as uh, buoyant with that. The music. As, the music. Yes, okay. The music. It's a little bit more. The music subdued me. You know. You gotta. You gotta go with the flow of the music. And my guest co-host today, Kenji. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. You having fun yet? Oh yeah. You enjoying yeah, this conversation? I'm enjoying this. This is great. This See, is... What, what I wanted to make it was was to make this a conversation about you know what's what's really happening in Illinois because because the truth of the matter is. It's not just happening here in Illinois. It's happening in a lot of blue states, particularly throughout America. And people are fed up. They're scared. They don't know where to go. And they're looking to their politician when they need to start looking at each other and say, hey, because there are a lot of groups on Facebook, the Reopen Illinois, the the lawsuit versus J.B. Pritzker. There's 60,000, 70,000 people in here. And they're just going, they're, 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 they're so upset. And they, they wish the 2020, 2022 gubernatorial election was today. I think if it was today, Pritzker's gone. What say you, Senator? I think Pritzker can be beaten, but I think we've really, you have to have a candidate that can do three things to beat him. I think the first thing that a successful candidate that will beat J.B. Pritzker has to do is one, you have to be able to unite the Illinois Republican Party. Yeah, I mean, we don't have time to talk about talk <laughs> about it, but you know, a lot of our Illinois Republicans would rather fight each other than fight the Democrats. Of course, I mean, so you know, we need somebody that can both reunite the reunite the base and the establishment. Yeah, you know, so that's that's the first thing that a successful Republican candidate has to do. The second thing is, I think you need to give the voters a contrast mm. between yourself. In J.B. Pritzker, and that's not just not just a policy contrast, but it's something you and I were talking about, Kenji. It's that you give the voters a life story contrast, oh, yes, so that the voters can understand. You know, this is somebody that understands what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck. Yes, this yes. is somebody that understands yes. my life is going to listen to me. Yes, and is going to stand up to these entrenched special interest groups and power brokers in Illinois. That is what, you know, we need what I'm talking about when I say give the voters a contrast. Not just policy positions but also life story. Sounds like a stump speech to me. <laughs> this, is, this is what we need. We need we need to know. We need yeah. to know where people come from and where but they you, stand. Yeah. But you got to do a third thing too. If you're going to be thing? a successful Republican, you got to be able to get democratic votes. True. You know, the the reality is Governor Pritzker in 2018, off your election, he still got more votes than President Trump got in 2016. Wow. We cannot win a battle of no. base versus base. No. 
You not know, here in Illinois. Not in Illinois. No. They are going to spend their money. Yeah. They are going to get their people to the polls. Yeah. We have to. We have to accept that. But let you know. But compete and you know and have it where their voters, Democrats, are voting for the Republican candidate. And, and so, I think and I think people are going to be willing to do that because you know they understand that our political system is not working. You know, and if we can give them a yes. candidate who is one of them, yes. who understands them, yes. that, is the, that is the key to, uh, and, to and, being J.B. Pritzker. I think in, in 2014, that was the, the guy that Rauner came off as. I'm that guy. You know, I'm from a double-wide trailer. I, I, you know, I haven't always been rich. You know, you know, you came out with the shirts and, you know, riding the car, the car, the car hearts, <laughs> yeah, shirts. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was, well, those it was, car, that was a $700 shirt, <laughs> by the way. So. <laughs> but those are, uh, those, you know, back in 14, I mean, I think Governor Rauner was the product of people saying, you know what, our political system yeah. didn't work. It's broken. You know, but it was, it was a, it was a rejection of our political system. But I think now there's more to that. Yeah. It's not just a recognition that our political system is broken, you know, there's, there's kind of a populism aspect yeah, of it, it is. now. it is. You know, I think people are wanting candidates who understand them, yeah. who are not, you know, not part of the 1%. I agree. So I, I told you before the break that I, we go, <laughs> I go to the, the got phone my friend Don. Yes. Don Wilson. Don, welcome to Black and Right. This is your first time calling, man. What's up? Yeah, but not first time listening. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't believe you. <laughs> Please. Um, so anyway, back in 2014, it's interesting that you guys would bring that up because that's when I ran. And I remember. That's when I met you, Paul. I, I do um, remember. Good to talk with you again, Don. Yeah, you too, man. I remember, uh, you know, when we were going out and we were talking to people, um, you know, at the uh, Hoffman Estates, the Cotillion there, we were talking. And the guy that I was running against uh Terry Link Uh-oh. just got brought up on tax evasion charges, so uh, it feels great. Right. <laughs> too, too soon, soon, too soon, too soon, too soon. <laughs> well, don't, don't forget that Senator Terry Link was also on the Legislative Ethics Commission as well. Ouch. <laughs> yep. Ouch. So the, uh, I'm, I'm so glad that I've been following you, uh, Paul, you know, on... Um, you know, on Facebook and seeing what you're doing. And thank you for continuing to bring the fight to Springfield because somebody does have to say it. And to go along with what you guys said, as far as being in the super majority, I knew that if I won, I was going to be in the majority. Minority, and minority, minority, yeah. Minority, sorry, minority. And what you have to do, you know, not being a part of the majority is work even more in your district. Yes, to get people, and in the 30th district, I had North Chicago and Waukegan in there, um, and really working within your district to show that, hey, I'm a Republican. You got 10 seconds, bro. Here's how, here's how Republican ways can work for you. Yeah. But good talking to you, John. Hey, hey, Don, so Don, is this a call to say that you're running again? Is that what this call is, is about? <laughs> no, I just wanted to say hi, guys. All right, thanks so much for calling, brother. Thank good you. talking with you. Hey, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, you're listening yeah. to Black and White on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be back after these. We now return to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the senator himself, Paul Shep. Glad and, to be here. And my... Buddy and pal, 
Guys, if, 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 if you live anywhere in the Manuki area, I'm telling you, he beats me up. I get nothing from this. I get nothing from this. He beats me up down at the K-Fit gym where we do boxing. And, and what, what, so what, what do we do after the boxing? What's we do, that called? We do conditioning. conditioning. I, I usually do body weight with you, kettlebells. Oh, what are yeah. you trying to say? Fun- functional, functional is me. No. <laughs> body weight is like what I do. Yeah. It's just without weight. Yeah. You fight gravity on your own, okay. which is some of the best conditioning that you get. I, I teach functional strength. I'm not interested in teaching a bodybuilder or anyone. I, in, in L.A., I taught pro athletes and actors and actresses. Yeah. This is what I did. Yeah. And so I want everyone to be able to function. And, and you know, yeah. I work with older people, mm-hmm. and that's what I like. Yeah. And, I, and I love it. I'm loving yeah. it. I, I, some mornings I wake up I'm like, oh, I don't want to go. But then I push myself. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you'd vote, work with an older person like John. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit too young for you, I think. Yeah, I think you are. And you're probably in better shape, too. <laughs> not, not anymore. Once upon a time, I was, I was good. I was an infantry officer once upon a time. but yeah. uh, Centuries ago. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Senator, okay, yeah. we got three minutes left in the broadcast. In three minutes, you think you can break down what happened in J-Car? I will try. That's, that's probably the most challenging question you've asked me because okay. you know, J-Car is tough to explain. Best way to understand it is that JCAR is not a policy committee where we're making a decision on whether something is a good idea or a bad idea. JCAR is a process and a procedure committee that is a check and a balance on the administrative agencies. Okay. The way our system works is we pass laws and then the administrative agencies write rules to apply those laws. Correct. So what JCAR is supposed to do is just make a determination on whether these administrative rules comply with the Illinois Administrative Procedures Act and match up with statutory intent. Okay. So when I'm in JCAR, I'm not evaluating whether something is a good idea or a bad idea. I'm evaluating whether it complies with statutory intent. Now, we should, we should let the people know. You actually sit on JCAR. I am on JCAR. Yes. JCAR is made up of six Republicans and six Democrats. Yeah. Three, you know, three from each caucus, three House Republicans, three Senate Republicans, three House Democrats, three Senate Republicans. Right. And this is the key point, the most important point to understand. When JCAR is looking at a rule, the assumption is that that rule is okay. Right. That's the default position. If enough members of JCAR decide that something is bad. Which is eight. Eight. You know, it can be tossed out. Right. But you have to have eight out of 12. So that means... You know, for practical purposes, all six Republicans plus two Democrats. Right. So when the governor's mask mandate was being reviewed by JCAR, we, uh, we made a motion to suspend that rule right. and toss it out. All six Republicans voted to toss the rule out, but we couldn't get any Democrats to vote with us. And only five of them voted, correct? Only five of them voted. Uh, Senator Kim Lightford was not at the, at the hearing. Right. So five of them voted against tossing the rule out, so it survived. Right. So now it's so now a rule that that rule now governs the entirety of of Illinois. It so does. In, so instead of taking it through the legislative process, he he, he the, backdoored he, it. Right. They the Illinois instead of having the legislature pass a law, they decided to have the Illinois Department of Public Health you know pass this as a cowardly, rule, which. You know, that's something that a lot of times the, you know, the administrative agencies fill in the details, they fill in the gaps. What was a problem with this, though, is that rule conflicted 
with existing statutes. It, it, it did. Senator, thanks so much for spending this first hour of Black and Right with us. You got, you got to come back. I, I, I mean, I, Kenji, he was a, he was amazing, right? It's amazing. I'm just, Thank you I'm so amazing. much. For, uh, I mean, if you ever have any announcement coming up, please come up, come here, <laughs> Black and Right. All right. I will. Uh, you know, I I will uh, come back when I'm when I'm up here. All thanks. Right. We'll be right back. To have your mind opened, the lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right Radio. If you missed Hour 1, you missed some good discussion, lively discussion with State Senator Paul Shemp, the Senator, and my good putty now and guest co-host Kenji. What do you, th- you what do you think about that conversation? Oh, I thought it was excellent. It's just uh, to have a Republican and then just yeah. break it down like yeah. that and just and just throw it out there and give us the three things we need to do. Yeah. Hey, Kenji. Now you and I we were talking right before, uh, right during the break, right about you know with COVID and everything and how not a lot of discussion. Was 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 placed on exercise and being healthy. Why why do you think so? And, and how does exercising? Because I'm going to tell you, my entire the way I see things, my my vision, my my mental acuity, it's all it's all skyrocketed since I started coming to the gym. I was amazed that no one ever brought up like health. I see people all the time that are very like you know because I deal with older people and some sickly people, and I know that exercise helps everyone. It helps your your brain. It stimulates you, but also helps your immunity. You could boost your immunity. Plus, let's be honest: if you're a hundred, two hundred pounds overweight, how healthy are you? Yeah. And and instead of like pushing, okay, fast food is essential. Like, why did we push healthy? If we were if we pushed health during this time, everyone would be five months <laughs> in better shape, skinnier, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I, I know I know because when we were at the gym the other day. Uh, I came in with the with that shirt, Obey. Yes, Obey. Uh, you remember when the first time I came in with that shirt? Yes, all right, I did. <laughs> it's great. I was. I was like, "Where'd you get it?" But but I was I was a little bit more porkly. Yeah. Oh yeah, the shirt was <laughs> spread. Her out. picture was bigger. <laughs> but when I came in the other day, I mean, I really I, I didn't tell you that that uh, um on was that Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That um uh, I, I really appreciated that because. You know how when you're out there working out, you don't see the change. No, I mean I feel the change a little, um, but I, you know, when you said that, I'm like, oh, whoa! So I must be this. This is this stuff is really working. Yeah. And but what does boxing do spe- specifically when it comes to um, conditioning and weight loss and the core and the, your whole core system? Yeah, yeah well, uh, a boxing workout, and this is not getting hit in the face or hitting you. It's it works your whole core. It works all your motor skills. It helps your coordination. It helps your balance and your mobility. I mean, that's why it's perfect for what we do. We we I do the Rock City Boxing Program. I train Parkinson's patients. Yeah. And it helps them because Parkinson's brings you in. And then it helps you not come out and it retrains your brain. Yeah. So. And and, and I, I think I think that's what because I, I see the one, two, three, four, one. Is is yeah. that what helps with Yeah, but I, yeah, you have to think. You can't just yeah. check out. It's not going like going and just sitting on a uh 
a treadmill or something and watching TV, which is it, it doesn't really do anything. You have to be in the moment and you're engaged. Yeah, because if you're not, you do what I almost did to you. I almost knocked you. Remember yeah. when I hit oh, you? Yeah. Oh, I Whoa, <laughs> not that one. No, but... I did the wrong... I, I was supposed to do a two and I did a four probably. Yeah. But... But boxing is, is like the, the way we work with the body weight and the kettlebells. It's, it's like we're not trying to be bodybuilders. We're not trying to make your arms work. I'm trying to let you have functional strength, yeah. real strength, usable strength that you could use every day. Make your balance better. Make your core stronger. Yeah. That way, you know, helps with all the aches and pains like that we all have, yeah. that we're all going to have, like our backs mm-hmm. and this and that. And it's functional. you got to pick up a little kid. Little kids always run to your knees. You have to... Get down there and pick them up. How did you get involved in, 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 in this, in, in this boxing? Because and, and, you do, you do kind of sort of, I see you guys in there wrestling. Yeah. MMA as well, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt also. But I started when I was 13 years old, mm-hmm. kickboxing and everything. And then uh, I worked all the time. It's just, like, it's just like my passion. It's been my hobby. And then one time uh, when the UFC was fairly new, someone asked me if I could train them and help them out. And I started doing it, and then another person asked me, and then they offered me money. <laughs> and I was like, well, I, you know, I never thought of that. And then the gym owner asked me if I could uh, open up for the morning class, and then I started doing that. And then I just learned, and then when I was in L.A., I was uh, – I mean, I worked at two famous gyms. I worked for at Rain Training Center with Mark Munoz for the UFC guys, mm-hmm. and that's where I taught uh, boxing and kickboxing. And then I worked at Fortune Gym in L.A., where I was Justin Fortune's, who's Manny Pacquiao's trainer. I was his like apprentice for six years. Wow! And so I learned, is I sucked at all the information, and I tried. Yeah. To, I learned what we can do because our goal is not to make you big, is to make you strong, but keep you the same weight and same size, yeah. or make you cut down so that everything's working properly. And once you're healthy, you know this. Like you don't get sick as much. Yeah. You know, I feel great. Yeah, what you put into your body is so important, and and a lot of us take our bodies for granted. We no longer, like, people. Oh, it's just too hard, or they don't make time. You have to make time for it. You have to say, "This is my workout time, and this is what I'm going to do." And everything else could be worked around that, but it's just as important to everyone, like like your wife. She has Mm -hmm. her time, and this is it. She's and been it's, and it's, it. And it, yeah, and it's very important to her yeah. to get in there and do it. Yeah. And then, you know, the, you have the rest of your life, but it's like, you don't realize it. It's like 45 minutes a day. Yeah. Like, how hard is that commitment to make? Yeah. To make yourself a better, you know, better. And, and, and even if you did it just one day a week. It, it, yeah, it, you're it doing change. something. You're doing something. Yeah, and then, and like, just, just watch what you, watch what you put in your body, like yeah. the food, what you drink. Just don't abuse your body. Yeah. Take a walk. Wow. Well, I'm telling you, and, my, and you know what, guys, let me tell you what Kenji does to me. Hey, George, this is what Kenji does to me, right? You know, Deborah, she did this. <laughs> she killed it. She did 200 squats. And it's like. But she did. Yeah, dude, wow, okay. So he's being honest with you, and it makes you uncomfortable. It, it, very much so. Okay. Well, that seems to be an issue of your insecurity and not <laughs> Kenji's style of teaching. No, I don't like it. <laughs> because, you know, it motivates me, though. <laughs> and he sees me. Uh, like I'll get tired and I'll go. Okay, come on, let's go. Let's just go right now. I, I, we can do it right now. <laughs> he just laughs at me. He likes the punishment, though, George. He loves the punishment. That's good. I'm liking him more every day. <laughs> <laughs> but but Kenji, you know, I I I really appreciate you bringing me back to a place of health. You know, because it's it's, it's been really important. Because I mean, I've had a lot of you know different issues, and and now I finally found something that can that helps me um, get better. 
you know, I mean, I'm telling you, man, I, everything is just different. My life is different. My heart, my heart rate doesn't, I don't feel lightheaded anymore, you know, um, because I, I, and that's why I come. I come every Wednesday and Thursday because um, I, I want to get better. And I, and, I, and I know there's another step, and that's, that's, that's where I want to get to at some point, though, yeah, Kenji. You, but you all, everything comes in like steps, but this is, this is the problem. We don't talk about this. Like, do you realize that, yeah, like this, COVID is bad, but do you realize that this year 2.8 million people are going to die around the world yeah. just from obesity? Yeah. 500,000 in the United States. Yeah. And then that doesn't even count all the other diseases that are caused by it. Yeah. This is stuff like you don't have to have a hip replaced. You don't have to have your knee replaced if you just take care of yourself. But we don't ever talk about that. Yeah. And, and, and right, right before you, I was, I was fluctuating with my weight. I kept going up, close to 300, bringing it back down. But, but now, after I, lose, after I lost those 17 pounds, it's, it's not flatlining. I'll go down. You know, I'm going to eat a lot. <laughs> It'll, it, but it won't go above... I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it but, won't go above a certain weight anymore. I don't know what that is. It's just because you're, you're starting to build up your, your muscle mass. You're starting to do it. And also, is you're not, you, might have, you might cheat. Yeah. You might fall. Yeah. But you know, yeah. hey, I've already worked, mm-hmm. and I've seen results. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's the fight that we all go through. We go, I go through it like this. It's balance. And eventually, you start thinking, look, I can do this. And yeah. this is how good I feel. And then you just get better. And then you get to one point, and then you say... I could do a little bit more. That's it, man. Yes. That's it. So, so be, be, before we, we go to break, I want to bring on a, a guest. Which I'm going to bring him on on this side, and then we'll okay. um, finish on the, uh, on the second I, I just half. wanted to ask Kenji, with, you know, with John, his biggest challenge is his midsection. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, but there's, there's no spot reducing. You have to overall. So, you, so he has to focus on mammary as well. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I, I, d- I just wanted to put out there. So I despise you. Exactly. I, we, I know you do. I despise you, Hawk uh-huh. Daddy. I know. <laughs> oh, whatever. That's why I'm here, buddy. Okay, joining <laughs> joining the show is a good friend. Uh, he's I don't know what what he's thinking, but he's thrown his hat into the fourth. I believe it's the fourth congressional district race to run against Chewy Garcia. Jesus. Salar Salario, welcome to Black. That was smooth. <laughs> <laughs> you almost Solo. had it, John. You almost had it. Solo, what's going on, Solo? Hey, John, how's it going? Oh man, what the heck is wrong with you? Why would you throw your hat in this ring? Yeah, you know, it's—I uh, don't know if you guys have seen the map of the Fourth Congressional District, but it's one of the most gerrymandered districts in the entire country. Um, and you know, it, we've we've had an incumbent there that just hasn't. Uh, done anything for for the community so if your listeners actually want to go to my website to lawyerforcongress.com you can see how crazy this map was drawn specifically to be a a democratic stronghold yeah and you know what jesus i saw it and it it, it is it is it is like a it's crazy how they drew take they took a scalpel to this district i i looked at it today when i got the show notes and i just wanted to see what your district was and it was like like real thin and then wide over here is crazy. Yeah, but 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 they're, Jesus, they're, they're literally going block by block to draw this map. And and, and Jesus, I, I, this is this his first actual election challenge because he was appointed to the position, correct? I I like to say that he was anointed to the position <laughs> through, from dealing. But yeah, this is the the first time that he faces. Uh, you know, I would like to say a formidable challenger. 
on the Republican side. And, you know, being in Chicago and everything that we're seeing right now, you know, the, just the destruction and, and the lawlessness that's going on, I figured, you know, somebody had to step up and yeah. want to take on that yeah. challenge and, and really, uh, you know, take them to task. Hey, 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 Jesus, hold the line. We'll, we'll come back after the break and we'll discuss more about your race against Chewy Garcia. You're listening to Black and White on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my guest co-host, Kenny Kenji Gallo, owner of KFIT in Manuka. Welcome, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. Happy to be here. Thank you. Before the break, we were talking with um, 4th Congressional District Candidate uh, Jesus Solario. Did I do it? Come on. Tell me, yeah, you I got did. it. Hey, you got, got it. That, you George. got it. <laughs> you know, but that's because Hoff Daddy's not making me laugh, and then I got to come on while I'm laughing. You big dummy, <laughs> saying your name. Come on. <laughs> I know you got it. Bro. No, but but um, I, I I just saw I got a message from a, a Chicago police officer saying um, that the uh, ra- the protest that was supposed to happen on the expressway they had an estimation of twenty five thousand people, only one hundred fifty people showed up. Yeah, and I know you 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 are a, a huge supporter of of law enforcement. You don't like bad cops. I don't think anybody in this that's listening. I don't think anybody that's in this studio likes bad cops. But you are a strong supporter of of the police, right? I am, and, and you know, unfortunately, you're going to have bad cops uh, in in every industry, and those individuals should be held accountable. But it's the minority communities that suffer from these policies that Democrats are continuing to push, like defunding the police. Yeah. That's only going to negatively impact communities like mine. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and when you look at, you look at um, uh, con- Congressman Garcia, I mean, this, he got that position because they didn't want him to run for mayor. So that's probably the reason why, he, you know, because he probably would have been the next uh, mayor of Chicago had he run uh, instead of the Lightfoot and all that. Uh, what makes you, Jesus Slario, the best candidate to replace somebody like Chewy Garcia, who has a huge, vast network within that district. Yeah, it's simple. You know, I'm not beholden to any special interests. Um, and that's one of the things that's been destroying our government is the special interests that game the system and ben- they benefit themselves. Right. Um, right. And bring forth real policies that are going to address issues affecting our communities, right? Right. In order for us to resolve every problem from crime to education, we need to start thinking of bringing back businesses into our district, and that hasn't happened. What we're seeing is that businesses are being run out because of these far-left policies and, you know, higher taxes, the crime, everything that's going on, the lawlessness. We need jobs. We need economic real economic uh, opportunities in our district. And we haven't seen that from either Chuy Garcia or his predecessor. Okay. Like, so what I want to know is if they want to defund the police, how do they expect businesses to even operate? Because how can you have a business if it's just going to get looted? Exactly. And when they talk about defunding the police, I know they like to (laughs) skate through through the response. 
like their fearless leader, uh, Alejandro Garcia Cortez, has said, right. defunding the police means defunding the police. So that's, that means taking, you know, the men and women from the police department, laying them off and just basically allowing uh, the lawlessness to, to continue and but, destroy communities. Yeah, but basically it just it only impacts the poor, the minority communities, because people like AOC have security. Yeah. They don't live in those areas. Exactly. And that's what I want to know. Does Congressman Trigger see have a gate around his home protecting his home? Probably. Probably a wall. (laughs) (laughs) Or a wall. Or some type of barrier. Yes. You know, Jesus, when I I look at some of those, when I look at that district map and I see some of those areas, those are some really good people who reside in that that area. How how are you going to break through that firewall of, of democratism? I'm going to call it, uh, and, and a lot of those strongholds, what are you going to do to make sure that the people, because because you and I, a, a lot of those districts, there are a lot of Mexican-Americans that are in that district who, who for the most part, are conservative. Right. What message are you crafting to go in there? Because I, 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 I know you're probably one of the hardest working guys running for Congress in the state of Illinois because I know how hard you are, how hard you work, and just your mental uh, ability to just break through things. But wh- are you crafting? What's the plan to, to, to take back the 4th Congressional? Yeah, you know, since I announced, I've received an overwhelming amount of support just from across the political spectrum, people from in-district, across the state, and even across the country. Um, and I have people that are helping me go, you know, make calls into, into the district and basically educating them that, you know, this election, you know, well, we hear it a lot, right? Yeah. They say, but I genuinely believe that this is the most important election of our lifetime because we're seeing it here in Chicago, right? The failed policies of the current Democratic administration is just destroying our communities, right? And I've been able to just talk to people here in the district and letting them know that it's common sense policies that we need in order for us to get and restore our our city. I mean, our city is such a beautiful city and there's no reason why we should see so much destruction and it's been very receptive i've actually talked to a lot of uh, school teachers and educators and the overwhelming message that i get is that they are afraid to speak out against the special interest that's controlling their schools yeah but i think that you need to the message needs to get out there that look the democrats have controlled this for decades nothing has changed at least give us a shot. This is what we're going to do. Like, if we could concentrate more on the family, more on school choice, and just show people that they have options instead of only one way. Yeah, and, and you know, to add insult to injury, in, in addition to all the failed policies, look at all the corruptions, all the corruption that we're seeing that, uh, that what is it, the fourth state senator that is, uh, under federal investigation, <laughs> yeah. has been indicted. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, this is again a, a special interest, a lobbyist, a lobbying group with Commonwealth Edison that has come out in, in public and said that they bribed elected officials to hike the tax, uh, the um, the rates of you know families across the the state. I mean, that that is a 
Yeah. Insane. If you just join us, we're talking with Jesus Lario, candidate for the 4th Congressional District. So wh- where can people find you? You have a website, Facebook, any social media presence? Yeah, I am. So website is com, and you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's a Jesus Solorio, a junior. Um, I am very active on there. I, if anyone wants to come out and, and help me make calls and, and reach out to voters, I appreciate the, uh, the help as they like to contribute to my campaign and help me, you know, get rid of one of the most corrupt uh, uh-huh. congressmen in, in the country. Uh, you know, appreciate the help. Yeah, there you have it. Jesus Lario, candidate for the 4th Congressional District. Brother, thanks so much for joining the show, and uh, Godspeed. And, man, it, it, it would send shock waves around the world yes. if get you took done. that seat. Get it done. So get it done, brother. Thank you, John. I really right. appreciate no the problem. time. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for calling in, brother. Wow. That would, yeah. be, that would be like, uh, if he got that, that seat, Kenji... I mean, you win the fourth. <laughs> There's no doubt that Trump, um, the fourth, the eleventh, the sixth, uh, we take back the fourteenth. Uh, I, th- I think. I think you, <laughs> Trump, just, Trump, Trump. I mean, the 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 Republicans take back the House. I just think that they need to get a clear message, just like we were talking about earlier. It has, it has to be, and we because like he was right though that they have the same values, Hispanics. African Americans, they have values. Yeah. They believe in family. They want to. They they want the family. These other people don't care. Quality education. Quality education. education. That's the only way that we're going to be able to turn everything around here is education. And especially when you look at when you look across the political spectrum, they're really trying to focus more on the Latino population because Correct. they see how they're going to usurp the black population yeah. in any given time. Just watch. Just watch. Just watch. Yeah, Just I know, watch. No, I, I'm really excited about the next guest coming up. Pat O'Brien, candidate for Cook County State's Attorney. He joins us next live on the show. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my guest co-host, Kenny Kenji. The silent assassin, Gallo. <laughs> Glad to be here. <laughs> Owner of the gym, K-Fit in Manuka. Yeah, that was, um, we need, and he, he's young, um, Jesus Salario. He's a young guy running for office. Um, somebody that I think, um, we need more, I think we also, we need more young, vibrant people with new, fresh ideas in the Republican Party as well. Yeah, not, not part of the same rhino type Old, person. stale. Yeah, yeah just... People that are established, they're not willing to risk anything. They want to keep their position. We need young yeah. people that are willing to take a chance yeah. and, and think outside the box yeah. and do something different. And you, you, know, you know what? What's so funny is I, what, what I've come to learn is that the discussion that we had in the first hour with um, Paul Shimp, if you if you missed that, go to 560theanswer.com, download the podcast, Black and Right. Uh, you missed a great first hour uh, with Senator Paul Shimp. Um, but he was right, and he was spot on in how he said the message should be. Don't get, I mean, he had three peers, just, yeah. just three messages. Don't get sidetracked. Don't get sidetracked. Don't get caught up in the weeds because that's where they want you. Yeah, we get caught up in the minutia of all these little tiny things, and then it gets, the message gets dispersed. It does. It does. It does. Uh, let's, while we're waiting for um, Pat O'Brien, let's take this phone call. Jim from South Belgium. What's up, buddy? 
How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Oh, you sound like you're in the car. I am. I'm in. Well, I just took off a speaker so I can talk to you. I'm uh, had to had I got to do a few errands. But anyways, um, for the gentleman that was just on, I wanted to kind of tell him when he's talking to his constituents. You know what Washington does? They wrap up all these bills with some sweet sounding name, which really got a got a pile of garbage inside of it. And one of these things is called the Equality Act. And I oh yeah, I saw that the War on Girls. And basically, it's all signed by Democrats. All the incumbents have all signed on to it. And uh, what this guy should do is expose, because this would allow girls to, they would force girls to compete with transgender guys, which are really are really men. You know, it would allow people to you, you know, have access to washrooms, would force employers to pay for transgender surgeries and all this kind of garbage. And, I, you know, this, for me, the biggest thing is just having biological men compete against girls it ruins girls sports yeah well and i'm jim i'm sure i'm sure he's listening i'm sure he'll he'll take that into consideration um you, you're not in some some tropical Absolutely. island today no not uh, not right now i, I was in cozumel two weeks ago but they're cancun two weeks ago oh uh, you're slacking man. you're slacking on the vacations or, or, or in the beautiful weather you're slacking today <laughs> well the weather's good here too <laughs> that's fair <laughs> that's right all right thanks Bye, so much friend. for calling jim always a pleasure all right <laughs> oh, Jim, he calls the show a lot. So, I, he, oh. so he's he's always in some nice, warm climate. You know, when it's you know twenty degrees outside, and we're suffering through it. But Kenji, you know, I, I, if you were running for political office today, yes, how would you do it? What would you do? What 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 what? what how would you sell your message to the people? I'd break it down. Tell me how. Comes down to family. What do you want? What do you want for security? And I would say, look, things haven't worked out in decades. Nothing's changed. Give us a chance. But here's what we're willing to do. Here's what we're going to do. And we're going to show you how important like education is. And stop. We're not going to promise you free stuff because nothing is free. We can't take from somebody and give to somebody else. It's not freedom. No, I agree. Now, now did you hear... The Black Lives Matter young lady, um, she was on the news after that night of rioting. And uh, I, I won't say her name, but she said this. That is reparations. Anything. I don't care if somebody decides to loot a Gucci or a Macy's or a Nike, because that makes sure that that person eats. That makes sure that that person has clothes. Come on. Huh? We, you know that's a lie. Plus, it's reparations for what? Nothing ever happened to you. Okay, but, but Kenji. Yeah. How do you She literally that? said yeah, I know. that it's okay right. for the, somebody to come into your business and steal. And steal and take because they need to eat. No, but they don't. That's the thing. Don't you need to eat too? Yes, I need to eat. And how do you go about eating? Huh. I go and buy my food okay. at a grocery store so or she, I grow it. She continued. That is reparations. Anything they want to take, take it, because these businesses have insurance. <laughs> you know, see, that, that's another statement. They have insurance. Who do you think pays for the insurance? Correct. And then after this, their premiums go up and the business goes out. Then what? The, then, then you go out of business. Right. And then there's the, the, the problem is this. You cannot take other people's property. 
No, no, in, in, in Illinois you can. Yeah, in Illinois, in other cities too. And, well, but. Specific, uh, it sounds like in Cook County you can as well. Right. So, but, 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 Miss, Miss, uh, I'll just say her first name. Miss Ariel continues on Twitter. Reverend Jesse Jackson called the looting humiliating, oh. embarrassing, Listen. and morally wrong. Listen to how she breaks down what she says about the Reverend Jesse Jackson. Now, I'm not a real big, huge fan of Reverend Jesse Jackson. But listen to listen to how this is reported about Reverend Jesse Jackson. Listen. On Twitter, Reverend Jesse Jackson called the looting humiliating, embarrassing, and morally wrong. Jesse Jackson has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. Jesse Jackson was not there for the creation of Black Lives Matter. Jesse Jackson can keep his opinions to himself. Okay, okay, okay. But wait, it, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't there for the creation of Black Lives Matter, but he was with Dr. Martin Luther King. Okay, wait. I'm I'm trying to let me get this stuff out my, the moats out of my eyes first. Mm-hmm. Jesse Jackson Jr. I mean Jesse Jackson okay. Sr. should keep his 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 opinion to himself. Does she this see this is that disconnect Correct. between generations. Look, Jesse Jackson no matter how you feel about him, no matter what Correct. you think about him, he, he's done some things in the black community. He's brought stuff to the black community and I mean, he's gone and, and negotiated hostages out of situations. Uh, again, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, of Jesse Jackson. But you cannot take what he's done away from him. You cannot take what but he's th- done away This is a disconnect, but it's also lack of education, lack of knowledge of history, and no moral no moral base. Yeah. This is it, clearly. So when we come back, I got some, some sound bites I want to play of, of Kim Fox. I want us to discuss this. I want us to have a, a, a real solid discussion about these sound bites. Hey, you're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I am your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Live in studio with my guest co-host, Kenny Kenji Gallo. Welcome, man. Thank you. I'm happy you're, to be here. You're doing good. Thank you. You, you look like you're having fun, aren't you? I'm having fun. This is this is good. <laughs> hey, let's okay. We got somebody that wanted to call, Ray. Uh, she wanted to comment on aerial statements. Ray, welcome to Black and Right. Thanks so much for calling. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. They're wonderful. Uh, this is Miss P. Ray of Black Oh, look at you. Trump. What's going on? Yes. Hey, 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 wait, wait, before you go into, get into your question, did they really uh-huh. take down your, did, did Facebook take down your black um, Chicago for Trump? Oh, Facebook took my black Chicago for Trump group and then gave me a 30-day restriction. Uh, they said that I am a Romanian troll as if I'm not homegrown American yummy. Wait, wait a minute. So, Where did you come from, sir? <laughs> wait, they called you a Romanian troll? <laughs> Romanian troll. A Romanian troll. Yeah, I'm right here on the west side of Chicago. Like they've seen too many vampire uh, movies? I think so. Uh, yeah, they said that I'm trying to sway the election for my Donnie, and we oh. are definitely going to win. Yes. Um, but I'm not doing it from Romania, no. Well, so we're going to talk about that hopefully next week. Okay. So what, what are your thoughts about uh, Ariel's comments? Uh, so Ariel needs to be quiet. What's happening is that uh, Black Lives Matter is going to end up polarized and then excluded from the black community. What's happening is. is that um, these people, and we have to stop calling them children. These are not children. These are grown adults, okay? 
so these adults have decided that they want to create a um, legacy for themselves using the trauma of black people. So now everyone is trying to become viral in a civil rights icon and it's not working this it has no passion behind it so when you're telling people now to go out and commit lawlessness in the name of black lives matter it does not have a limit to it so now you're telling people to loot in the name of black lives matter like the grandmothers would say if you lie you'll steal if you steal you kill if you kill you will cheat so you are now encouraging a a a line of lawlessness in the name of black people. And that's not fair to us or our ancestors. That's true. So what needs to happen again, is they are going to be polarized and excluded and I can't wait for it to happen. But, but again, and you and I, we've had this discussion is that, I mean, you can still hold to the sentiment that black lives matter, but the group, I'm no fan at all. I have no love for the group whatsoever. I I would never support the group ever. Right. Right. Um, and that's how most black people now are feeling, um, because now most people are starting to realize that it's not a slogan, but an organization. Correct. And when we talk about the organization, we have to be careful that that organization and all of its ilk is not associated with us and our tribe. Hey, watch this. I'm going to I'm going to call. I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> hey, look, I'm going to call out my girl. Hollywood. Crystal Hollywood. That's all I'm going to say. I She made a post. It's basically saying what you just said. I don't know how I feel about the group, but the statement now, and we've been, I've been saying it on this show since all of this broke down, that I could care less about the group Black Lives Matter, but the statement is still on. Kenji? What I was going to say is it's, it's not even, if you read what their mission is, they say they want to destroy the Western family, Correct. and they, they're Marxists. They're trained Marxists. Clearly, they haven't read Marx. Uh, you want works? Hey, hey, hey uh, you want to hear it yourself? Here it is. Here, here's the one of the founding leaders of Black Lives Matter. We are trained Marxists. Trained Marxists. Uh, yep. There you go. That's right. it. Right, Pierre. And so to call themselves right, so to call themselves Marx, trained Marxists, is an insult to our Negro ancestors who fought in this country for democracy. Therefore, stop talking about Black Lives Matter under the shadow of. Uh, blackness or advancing black people in this country if that is not in line or in tune with what we want. We never took a racial vote to decide to align our race with Marxism. No. So what gives them the right to speak on behalf of our 40 million person tribe? But P-Ray, do do you think that's why you see such a uh, growing movement of black people? I mean, right now I'm I'm getting slammed because I'm I had a I put on a Trump mask and I'm getting slammed for it. But do you, do you believe that's why we're seeing such a groundswell of people gravitating and opening up to the idea or the possibility of voting for someone like Trump? Oh, absolutely. So I live in Austin on the west side. I have a Trump sign in my front yard. And I, oh. and so what? Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. <laughs> There's I no have, holes in I, it? No, I mean, no bullet holes? No BB no, guns? No bullet holes, no BB guns, no anything. Because guess what? A lot of my neighbors are like, go, girl. I want to do that, too. I just saw one of my neighbors um, at a restaurant. And he said, you know, we've been following you on Facebook. And I want to tell you, you have convinced me to vote for Donald Trump. Wow. And all of us are watching you. All of us are listening. But we just can't agree because we're not as bold as you are. So it's about to be a landslide in Ooh. the black community for my Donnie. Donnie. Trust me, you heard it here first. Come on, it's man. Be, you're, this and is awesome. This is Chicago awesome. Chicago for Trump is going to make it happen. Awesome. Wow. wow. P. Ray, 
Thank you so much. You got to come back on the show. We got to we got to get you back on the show uh, in studio this time instead of on, uh, you know, you did it from uh, home. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, let me know when you're ready. Sounds good. Thank you so much for calling. You're welcome. I I, I just believe that's what's happening in the black community. Um, I'm going to play this video. So when we come back from I mean, this audio, when we come back from break, you and I discuss it, Kenji. Okay. Uh, Let me, you know, uh, CPD superintendent, uh, Superintendent Brown is flustered and frustrated. And he had this to say a couple of days ago. I made this point in my comments. These looters act as if there are no consequences of their behavior. And they based it on uh, what happened previously, that we made a lot of arrests during May and June. And not many of those cases were prosecuted to the fullest extent. And I think that's my point and the mayor's point. We have to have consequences for the arrests that Chicago police officers make through great threat to their own safety. They're being shot at to make these arrests. And these looters, these thieves, these criminals are emboldened by no consequences in the criminal system. They get released. Many charges get dropped. And so they feel emboldened to do it more, do it more. That, that is not a, 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 you know, a consequence of the officers not making the arrest. The officers are making the arrest. The consequences are uh, once prosecution and sentencing comes up, there's no consequence. So we would, we would argue that let's have the criminal justice system here deliver a strong message to these criminals that there will be consequences for your behavior. I want Superintendent David Brown to be successful. We discuss this and more after the break. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my guest co-host, Kenji. We'll get back to you. Ha <laughs> ha. Be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my guest co-host today, Kenny Kenji Gallo. That's it, brother. The the show's over. Well, not yet. (laughs) We have four four minutes until next week, bro. I thought you were going to discuss the audio you played right before the break. Yeah, I know. We are. The Chicago police superintendent stating that looters were being emboldened by the fact that there felt like there were no consequences. We are. Because Kim Fox was not prosecuting these things to the furthest extent of the law and go. Oh, she's not. Who says she's not? She says she is. Yeah. Well, of course she does. Yeah. <laughs> you have a bunch of audio for that too. I do. Yeah. They're so, all being let go. No, but 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 what, what did you think about that that the audio we played before, right before the break? I mean, I never thought in my life that I would see this kind of insanity in the United States of America. But this is done on purpose to to cause chaos, to cause yeah. to pe- get people unbalanced, yeah. to make things look like they're worse than they are. But. The, this is why I, I back law enforcement 100%. Yes, there are some bad apples, but they need people to be behind them. Right now, they have no backing, so there's no teeth. They go out there, they're getting shot at, they're getting stuff thrown at, them, yeah. they're, they're getting shot in the eye with lasers. Shanked. Yeah, and no one does anything to them, and then they're not allowed to deploy any gear, and then when they actually do arrest people, they let them go. Nothing happens. I mean, people are pulling up U-Hauls, looting. Yeah. U-Hauls. Yeah. Yeah, and they're standing down, doing nothing. Yeah, they have to sit there and, and watch them just people destroy people's hard work. And, and I and, and I know I know a lot of those guys that are out there, and I know how they're feeling. Yeah. You know, they they love the job. You right. know, you you got a very small minute of those yeah. that population yeah. on CPD yeah. that are criminals, right? 
You you, you got to call it what it is. They're yeah. criminals. But the majority, 99.4% yeah. of them, well, love their job. Yeah. I mean, let's look at it this way. No one's getting rich from doing it. They have to do it because they love it. That's they right. want to try to help the community. Right. Really. That's I right. mean, there is like you said, the small percentage, a tiny, minute fraction, that's a criminal. But the rest of them love the job. You have to. Otherwise, why would you put your life at risk? And with no backing now, it's even worse and worse and worse. So, so, so I felt like that was a shot across the bow yes. to uh, Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox. Well, I think Kim Fox felt the same way. I'm going to go through a series of... We the one you're number. looking for is number five. Number five. to skip it. Yeah. yeah, I do. And, and you, 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 I got the sense that she, Kim Fox felt that, that, they, that Lori Lightfoot and Superintendent Brown were, you know, taking pot shots. And so she responded accordingly. The notion that people believe that they are somehow empowered because people weren't prosecuted for looting back in the wake of uh, the unrest beginning is simply not true. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. I, I think, I think. I where's th- the record? There sh- it's just, it should be in black and white. Well, there was a Sun-Times report that 24, 20 plus thousand felony cases were dropped. I mean, I mean, you, you, you can't. That's black and white. That's there. That's the numbers. That, that that's that's there. You can't hide from that. And you and and, and we talked earlier. And really quickly, we talked earlier. Where is where is J, Governor J B Pritzker complicit in this by releasing how many people from the Department of Corrections throughout this state? How many of those people have reoffended? Well, that's the two statistics you really need, right? So there's right. twenty something thousand people that have been arrested and dropped. Of those, how many are multiples, right? How many yes. are the same people in amongst that 20,000? And how many of those people were incarcerated prior to COVID? Yes. Um, and if you could have those two statistics and just put them up, I think they would probably be pretty damning. But they're holding that back. So, Kenji. Yes. Thanks so much for joining the show today. Oh, I appreciate it. I, I had a I hope, great time I up here. I had a great time. I, I wanna, did. I want to thank State Senator um, Paul Shemp for joining the show. Oh, yeah. He was excellent. He was amazing. Hey, Sue Saladio. Yes. I got it right. Yep. Ha ha. Off daddy. Um, Kenji, KFIT, Manuka, I'll be there Wednesday and Thursday. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there. Don't yep. beat me up too bad. I won't. I, George, I think he's going to beat me up even better because you pointed out my gut. I hope so. <laughs> I didn't I need to point out your gut. Oh, well, it points out itself, right? <laughs> hey, guys, thanks so much again for tuning in to Black and White on this week's edition. We'll be back next week. Don't go anywhere. Tune in. Share the broadcast. Let everybody know that black or black and right and that it's okay to be black and right. We'll be back next week. The show is over.